listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Have a memory loss. They don't remember I'm the boss. Your cloth, the phone big when I close it. In on your men and your faculty. Your whack a be out my face. You must be basic if you think that you could tackle the triumphant. I'm pumping the volume. Increases your pieces, get sliced to pieces. Please listen to my album. Even if your white light talcum and a pagan, just stay it. Tune with my tune and I presume it's the doom designated to anyone who stated a word against me. I serve an MC simply. Put like my foot up your anus, you're shameless. Trying to get over, I'ma go for mine. You know the time, now that I'm older, I'm gonna rip niggas' heads with the said salutations. Introducing Dell and it's been for boosting tales of my adventures. Attempt to try and you will live or die, whichever I choose to lose. Crews get a shame cause we flame them for fighting. You might win if you start writing and stop fighting. No time for gangs, I rearrange my vocals in your headphones. I vote till I get an answer, acknowledge and abolish all the whack records. Hieroglyphics are no respect. When I let loose a little of my cleverness Up under my follicles with no moves Choose your weapon, you kept stepping You swept in a hurricane Della blur your brain So your next generations of youth Will be facing the truth And the truth is I'll leave you with a loose tooth Gums get split if you bit I'll extract the truth out your ass Like I'm standing in the pulpit Or a lie detector wrecks your sector When you're standing I can't swing branding, expanding On what I'm handing to the people Cause we will And you can't say a damn thing about it if you doubt it, you're already out of line So let me remind you behind about the switch Which I used to prove your bottom That little nigga tried to cut, I caught him He didn't think that I would see that So be that, and be off the D Cause we rap, we sap the strength And lap the lift around the whole course of time And still got the time to unwind Who caught the harm? You bought the form If your friend, there's no need for a law Who caught the harm? You bought the form If your friend, there's no need for a law Summertime, to the outside in the dope Jeep, four or five cuties in the backseat, homeboys trying to get a peep, rolling deep. Doodle Brown. Hey, welcome to the Black Gout Tips Podcast, your, uh, your host Rod Ed. Yeah, and I'm proud of myself, how you fucking up? Hey. I know, yep, it's a new day. A new, new year. Um, but yeah, uh, we're in the house Saturday morning feedback. You should know how to contact info if you're already listening to this show, but you can find it at the blackouttest.com slash about section. Uh, of course, um, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball, and bullet ball extreme, yes, sir. And I do not have time to fuck around this morning. People have inundated us with feedback of all kinds, Karen. That means, uh, you know, we got donations, we got iTunes reviews, we got a whole lot of emails, got comments on the show, we got voicemails. um, All for you guys. Couple of y'all did not follow the rules on the voicemails. I'm looking at you, Chill, with a six-minute voicemail, and Gerard with a five-minute voicemail. (laughs) Come on, y'all. 
I know everybody got got something to say. Everybody's important, but if we just keep abusing the privileges, then nobody's gonna get to say what they gotta say. Um, but yeah, man. So we might not play those two, but I will try to play everything else. And I'm sure those are very important voicemails. Y'all just gotta learn to sum it up. Sum it up. All right, man. Um, <laughs> first things first. Uh, let's talk about the people who gave to the show. Uh, because those are the most important people, honestly. Uh, you know, they, they keep the show going. I declare they do. They keep these wheels rolling on this ship. Yeah. And the wheels on Care's brand new, uh, computer desk that we put together for her laptop. Hell yes. That, that's y'all's money at work because I'm not spending my own money on that bullshit. Are you serious? (laughs) I have Care talking on any type of rickety desk I can find. I just have a holding the computer in one hand and the mic in the other. I don't care. See. I'm heartless. See. See, this is why they say black love don't last. <laughs> it doesn't, apparently. The black couple broke up. Jessica King donated to the show with a recurring donation. Thank you very much. Helen Van Lowe of the Van Lowe Foundation. Uh, yes. She donated to the she show. She contributed. We, we thank you very much. Uh, yeah. they, they were sent straight from your estate. My man B. Cole in the house, all the way from Minnesota with the recurring donation. We appreciate it. Cold as well. I'm surprised this money didn't freeze. Yeah, it's cold already out here. I don't know what it is in Minnesota. It's probably below zero. It is. Wow. Uh, Angela P., she donated with the recurring donation. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Strange Love, uh, donated. Uh, Mr. Hartman, thank you very much. Thank we appreciate you. it. Uh, Herb. Uh, it said with a message donated with the message it says herbie hancock rocket 80s rap flow voice black guy who tips podcast is my favorite podcast thank you very much so i guess he means black guy who tips podcast is my favorite podcast you know uh-huh, back in the huh, day huh. when they first started rapping you had to go up and down on them on, the, that on your voice yes <laughs> can you imagine Don't push me because still I'm had to good. rap like that that would be crazy oh that'd be sick this ain't for no real nigga yes <laughs> this ain't for no fake niggas you a real nigga then fuck with me if <laughs> 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 the bitches that drop a spellman oh that'd be it? terrible <laughs> for the hoes my nigga be <laughs> 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 a musical <laughs> <laughs> that's pussy popping at magic city <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, donated to the show, recurring donation. Damian Jackson, who I am for real, recurring donation. Thank you very much. See you in a couple weeks, maybe even next week. You know how you got your stuff split up. Um, my man, uh, Mr. Mark A, um, with the return donation. I can't remember who wants me to say the government, who don't, uh, who's cool. I, sorry, y'all, I was getting confused. Uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> With a recurring donation, donation, donation. Thank you very much, Marsha. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it. We do. Um, Terry S. I don't know if he wants to say his last name or not. Can't remember. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, forgot I forgot. Some people like to be undercover. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. My coworkers anymore. might be listening. Shh. Uh, of course, uh, Nicole, Nikki, 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 uh, Nicole, she donated with the recurring donation. Thank you very much. Thank you, sweetie. Um, and, uh, that's all the donations for this week, but we appreciate everybody who, uh, put in on the show, man. I know we it's, do. uh, difficult in this time and tax returns haven't, you know, they just start processing them, so they're not back yet. So I know no, a lot and of if, y'all. And if you like most jobs, you just got it on the 31st, cause that's legally the last day you can get that shit in the mail. Right, right. So, <laughs> yes, you know, I but but it's appreciated. Thank you, everybody. Um, let's see, what else was I gonna say? Uh, so we did donations. Uh, what do you want to do next? We got iTunes reviews. Let's comments. do them iTunes dog. <clears throat> All right, now 
we have a policy on the show standing policy we will read anything you have to say about us on iTunes. We now, sure will. Of course, that means you have to get it past iTunes uh, censors. Yeah, you might have to star stuff. Yeah, it doesn't let you say pussy yeah. or vagina. But it does let you say dick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Double standards are great. Yes, and also for those of you that have submitted it and you hadn't seen it yet, you probably failed the censor <coughs> test. That's why your shit didn't post, so I, su- I-, I suggested you go back and you try to re-edit it. Also, if you're from another country, let us know. Yeah, because we have stuff from other countries, places that we didn't even know uh, left us iTunes reviews, but it varies per country. So if if you don't let us know, we don't know you out there. We want to read them all. Yeah, so if you're from another country and you left us a five-star review. And don't get, and don't get mad if you're like, that ain't read mine. Cause we yeah, we only it. have visibility to the U.S. unless otherwise notified, then we can switch to your region yes. and check it out. All right, first, uh, first five-star review, Justin phoenix 24 uh justin pa at justin phx on twitter he says thanks five stars along with the insanity check joe rogan experience nerdist and star talk the black Owl tips is one of the podcasts that gets me through the week at work rod and karen have great chemistry on the mic and they keep it fun their guests are interesting and they always have amusing commentary on the wildest news stories around florida does seem to come up a lot <clears throat> Thanks, guys. We appreciate your time and effort to put out the show. Thanks, Justin. Thank you, sweetie. And it's not our fault just Florida comes up a lot. It's not like we're looking for Florida articles. Mm-mm. You see, on the show, half the time we're reading, and it's in the middle of the article. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. Is this in Florida? O- o- Kala. That sounds like something in Florida or whatever. Uh, he more familiar with it than me. I don't know. Uh, hilarious. Five stars by Mumbles 02119. I learned of this show after listening to Blacking It Up, now Twip, from episode one, where I would call in cracking jokes or saying something very important, and the Twip crew called in for a show or two on on this show. Over a year ago, yes, this review is overdue, I started tuning in to the Blackout Tips on its own. I remember cracking up over many episodes, and from there, I was introduced to podcasts like Keith and the Girl, Where's My 40 Acres, Insanity Check, and the list goes on. So thanks to Rod and Care, your own show is always worth checking out, and you are always to be listened to. Well, thank you, Mumbles. Thank you, sweetie. <clears throat> yeah, and it's cool whenever uh, we can put people on the other the shows, pot, yes. or yeah. people get put on from other shows onto us. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's cool to have that type of atmosphere. And I actually don't have a problem with somebody waiting a year to give us a review because mm-hmm. honestly, man, a lot of people value, they measure their value of entertainment by if they agree or not. Yeah. Which, um, is not how I do it. You know, I listen to a lot of shows where I don't agree with a lot of the shit they say. True. But, you know, I still think they're great shows yes. in their own right. And it's not, my place as a fan to be like you have to change your opinion or i won't listen mm-hmm. but uh you know i think a lot of times people leave reviews for you know our show or somebody's show like after they listen to, like one or two episodes and then later on they find out like oh well they talked about this topic and now i don't like them fuck them you know so it's like uh-huh. i appreciate you taking time to really think about it and then and then writing a review there's nothing wrong with that Mm-mm. um great show five stars by cummings t64 Love the show. Thanks, Rod and Karen, for all that you do to keep us entertained. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, the best five stars by UVA Gooner. The best podcast around, especially when Karen thinks she's agreeing with Rod. And he says, no, Karen, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> this always makes me laugh hysterically. <laughs> uh, warning, five stars by Special Ops underscore. 
listening to this show will cause extreme laughter. Extreme. What is extreme? Like? To the extreme. It's like you gotta jump off a ramp and do a 360 or some shit. <laughs> I like, guess so. Yeah. What's that? Parquet? Parkour? Parkour, yeah. <laughs> extreme. Listening to this show will cause extreme laughter. I've lost count of the number of times I've had to leave the office because I couldn't contain my laughter. <laughs> this is a great podcast. Rod and Karen have natural chemistry and play off of each other well. Thank you, Special Ops. Uh, Queen Tati, five stars by yes. J Projects, aka Justin P and at Jump Off 178 on Twitter. If I could give y'all 10 stars, I would because y'all have one of my favorite people in Mordor, no, the world. Matter of fact, the whole universe on. <laughs> the Grand Duchess herself, Miss Tatiana G, Tatiana G King, hashtag royalty. Yeah, thank you very much, Jay Projects. She was thank a great you. guest. Yes, she was. And, uh, we were very excited to get her on. And, um, yes, sir. We're excited to get all you guys five star reviews, man. And, um, yeah, uh, we're eight away from 300 reviews on, um, iTunes. That, keep, that's awesome. Keep it coming, y'all. Yeah. So if you haven't left one yet, now there's no better time than the present. Leave us a five star review. It's much appreciated, man. Um, <clears throat> All right, so let's uh do the comments on the page. Is that cool? That's cool with me, sir. All right. <clears throat> Last week we had three episodes, like always. Um, Martin Luther King, Jun- <laughs> Martin Luther Pipes Jr. Episode four fourteen. Martin had a dream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, episode four fourteen. Uh, uh, was the, uh, the feedback show and Chill called in. We had a pretty good show. Yes, we did. HC left a comment. He said, Rod, Karen, and Chill are going to hell for impersonating <laughs> MLK like that. As I, as am I for laughing. And since I am sure I wasn't the only one, Rod and Karen are responsible for the entire blackout to his nation going to hell. Hope you're happy. Uh, sorry <laughs> about that, man. Was, oh, you're welcome. What can we do? What can we do? You know, these jokes gotta get made. I know it's so. Um, and then we had some comments on, uh, the poll. The poll for the show is which state is better? Mississippi, Alabama, and then as long as it's not Florida. <laughs> uh, so, somebody got offended that, uh, you know, I said that, um, uh, Rod from Catfish was from the wrong state. It's like, that ain't my state. He was from Mississippi or something like that. So, Mississippi. Got 4% of the vote, which means they're... That's low. That's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Alabama got 12% of the vote, so they barely won. And as long as it's not Florida, got 85% of the vote. Sorry, Jill. Oh, Sorry. Florida. Uh, the, um, <laughs> the comments on the show uh, from Jay Project says, Yeah, Mississippi and Alabama are both horribly racist, but my best friend from back in the day on, on here... Wait, on one? What? One of my dream girls lives in Florida, so screw you, Rod. For not giving me a choice I could fucks with. Especially a a five-page uh, letter from me about... Expect a five-page letter from me about you not tailoring your shit to me. That's right. I'm a soft sea plant out this bitch. Don't make us ride <laughs> past you and talk mad shit on Twitter because we will. <laughs> All right, Jay Projects. Uh, Tony A says, as a blackout tips delegate of the state of Mississippi, I fucks with this poll, but it looks like the state with the mini rebel flag will win this day for a change. <laughs> Just cause we're going up against Florida. We did, de- we demand a recount. Wait, never mind. That didn't work too well last time. <laughs> no, it didn't. Side note, I know a few folks that went to school with Catfish Rod and I saw a collective. I knew that <gasps> nigga was gay. 
I, knew, I saw a collective. I knew that nigga was gay up and down my Facebook and Twitter timelines oh. while that episode aired. Dang. Wow. It's crazy. Um, I don't think he was gay. I just think he wanted some dick. It's a completely different thing. Um, ah! <laughs> we had a whole, uh, I mean, we had an episode with, uh, Mike from, Mike Felder from In the Bleachers. Yeah, uh, last had a Sunday. good time with him. Yeah, I had a real good time. Uh, the episode was 415 welfare lottery tickets. Um, and, uh, we had comments on this, on the episode. Let's get into that first. Let's do it. Mr. All of that shit says, sigh. Okay. I have to comment on the Atlanta equal ratchet phenomenon people have started to remark about. Yes, it is true that the subjects and characters, i.e. honey boo boo, catfish victims, love and hip hop members, etc., are quite the drag on my beautiful city's image. Oh, Georgia. Right. The reason ATL is getting so much ratchet limelight as comparison to other parts of the country is because our state has made it extremely attractive for Hollywood to film here and everywhere in the state via tax breaks and other incentives. As a longtime resident of GA and Atlanta, I've seen the city make the gradual move from black Hollywood to plain old Hollywood. It is quickly becoming just as viable and attractive to filmmakers to produce their products here as it is for other locales such as Vancouver, British Columbia, or New York, New York. LOL. In short, we out here trying to get that bread, son. Off the top of my head, (laughs) Here are some recent popular projects filmed in Georgia. Um, this list is just so long, y'all. Just trust me, it's a long list of a bunch of shit. I'm, I don't want to read it all. Anyway, the blackout tips, if not trying to brag or trip or trip, I'm not trying to brag or trip, but just thought I would explain to you why my city's ratchet ass citizens are getting so much TV time. Peace out, Mr. All of That Shit. Oh yeah, I understand, man, but, uh, we got these jokes. <laughs> we, we don't care. We don't care. We gotta make these jokes. I know it's up. We can't help ourselves. Can't help. Warrior BK seven one eight says, "Great show as always. Everyone needs to watch the replay of this episode on Spreecast to see the faces that Mike made, laughing my ass off." Yes. Yeah. Mike was on camera with us yes, on Spreecast. For those of you that don't know, Mike was literally on camera. So if you if you really want to get a show, you got to see his face. HC says, "Props to Karen for riding for my niggas on welfare." Love when Karen gets mad, but let me focus. Everyone wants taxpayer money, rich people, the government itself in much greater quantities. But we want to control the poor people. Shaking my head and I gave Rod 20 stars for Ethan South Sea. Give me back 10 of those stars. God damn it. I'm giving them to Karen. Karen, you go and spend those stars however you want because we don't own you. I hear you, AC. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I guess it don't even matter that I came around. Just uh, fuck me, huh, Mm-mm. AC? Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. Don't matter. Mm-mm. I see, nigga. Uh, but you want to take my stars. So you going to take from the rich and then she going to spend them on lottery tickets. You son of a bitch. I sure am. Every single one of them. The poll was, have you ever quit a job? Cause Mike had a great story about quitting a job. Yes, he did. Um, this poll got 71 votes and I'm bringing this up cause the next poll did not. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> was like, Hey, I got to vote on this one. Uh, 71 votes. 85% of people say yes, they have quit a job. 11% said no. And 4% have never had a job. So, uh, and I can definitely understand that. You know, we got young people that listen to the show and all that stuff. That's true. Ashia says, 
quit my first job at the movie theater because one of the managers not my supervisors was annoying and bossy tried to make me close on her assigned closing days i was 18 and didn't feel like working for 515 anyway so her attitude gave me a good excuse to bounce left right after i made bank during the holidays then peace out left my other job at a halfway house because i went to grad school my supervisor and colleagues sent me off in grand fashion so don't know if that counts as quitting well i mean yeah it does but um well it depends i was more talking about stomp outs or not giving a notice or that type of quitting but i can understand that as quitting too i guess the tickler says i've quit two jobs in my life in the first it was pretty well understood i would be leaving eventually you don't go to college uh, because you want to stay in a data entry job sitting next to ged recipients uh, that's true now I had a going away party and everything. Niggas was treating me like Calvin going off to McDonald's or like them bitches ah! or like them bitches was slow clapping at the end of officer an officer and a gentleman. When the trailer trash chick landed herself a naval officer. I remember that he came into our job and shit. They were so glad one of us quote unquote made it. The other job was an entry level professional job that had a pretty douchey boss. The kind of boss that would learn something from an article or another coworker and then go around the rest of us using his newfound info as some kind of see, that's why I'm in charge type shit. Oh. Yes, yeah, that's stupid. When my last day came, I just skipped that shit and they called to see when I was coming in. I said, Take today out of my check and mail it to my new address. I was 24 and getting ready to leave the state to make a good 15K more than I was making at the time. And I was pretty much like, fuck them. As far as I'm concerned, my old boss could suck each of Chill's dicks, write a term paper, comparing and contrasting the flavors profiles of each dick. (laughs) A lot of sucking. HC says, I just quit one last week. (laughs) I think that was Mike Felder gave him the inspiration for that one. (laughs) I know. I felt I rolled out so hard I felt white privilege as hell. Of course, I had one lined up to move on to, though. In fact, it comes with my own office, so now I can close the door and listen to the blackout test without headphones on, nigga. Good luck, man. I don't know. Y'all some y'all are some risky people listening to us out loud at work. I know somebody walk in there, and then uh, I actually had a uh, coworker at my job. This has been some years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually had, uh, on her last day, they had planned her a party. She didn't show up. <laughs> oh, they were hot. You know what we did. I ate, we ate that cake anyway. I parted on. I'm like, hey. Oh man, that's that's. But good. she she was like, Mm-mm. she was like, fuck all y'all. I'm not coming in for one day. Uh, then we got episode uh four sixteen where our guest was uh Tatiana King and um the the name of the episode was getting tech getting technical with the Grand Duchess. Uh, nah, it was a fun episode, man. I really enjoyed having Tatiana on, and, uh, it was, it was good. Um, so we got comments on the show. J Project says, yo, this episode is the one that perfectly displays why I love this show. Awesome guests, some serious shit, which, by the way, I totally agree with you. We've lost that city. It's sad, but it's a wrap. Followed by Ratchet Fun with Guess the Race. No other show I've come across blending those three things so perfectly. <laughs> Anywho, how would y'all feel about a monthly tech segment featuring the Grand Duchess? I know she's busy doing royal shit and whatnot. It's not, but it's an idea. Yo, J Projects loves him some Tatiana King. 
this nigga in love um oh get it back on get it back on we'll we'll have her back on at some point man i don't know about you know we don't really do segments and plus i'll just end up fucking that up i'm sure oh yeah like i'll be like what happened to the segment this month what we was doing a segment Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah we just like have people oh we're gonna only talk about everything but what we supposed to talk about right so that'll defeat the purpose (laughs) yeah we we just like having people on uh because we like those people Mm -hmm. and we like having conversations with those people and learning about them and stuff so i can't promise it'll be any type of segment Mm -mm. but i can promise we will endeavor to have her back on yes um and uh you know try to try to catch up with her and see what she's up to in life um yes and, and and you do know she's engaged, right? J Five J. I'm just saying. All right, M A Baptist. Don't don't even matter. Don't even matter. Most of you do like, look, you ain't married, so you still single, hey. I, so you're saying I still got a chance? Yes, <laughs> I still got a chance. She ain't said I do yet. Yeah, he gonna show up at her wedding. Like I object. <laughs> I have something to say. Um, <laughs> your man don't even play the same games. Nah, all right, all right. M A Baptist. <laughs> I go back and play the black guy who tipped. I have evidence. I'll hold your hands in that iPhone 7 line, girl. <laughs> we'll be there together. We'll be in the cold together. <laughs> M.A. Baptist says, I love this show. It is the best. Rod, brother, you spoke so much truth uh, that you were not only in tears, not the only one in tears. P.S. Karen, please stop talking sexy. I'm at work and it is very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shannon says, I love your show, and this one really choked me up when you talked about the violence in Chicago. It choked me up because I feel so helpless. What is the answer? It makes me so upset. I have a two-year-old little girl, and I'm just worried what for the kind of childhood that she will have. I live in Gilbert, Arizona, a really good neighborhood, but how will she feel about her culture? What message will she receive about how we treat black and brown people? I listen to Twib and try to stay socially conscious, and I'm just waiting to hear what I can do. I think we all are. Anyway, keep up the good work. You make my workday speed by. You have turned me on to so many different podcasts as well. Firestarter, Keith and the Girl, Twib, and Sandy Report, Mr. Moody, etc. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work. Uh, no problem, man. And uh, look, here's why I, I, I got a solution for you. If you don't live in Chicago, you want to make sure that your little girl is not dragged down by the treatment of America with black and brown people. You just got to make her believe she white. That's all. Uh, you know, <laughs> just whatever you have to do, uh, get you the drugs Michael Jackson was on or, um, you know, maybe you get some of that, that, that whitening cream that uh, Sammy Sosa and those guys do and um, <laughs> get her as white as possible and then just uh, disconnect her from black people. There you go. Um, Joe says... Rod, Karen, you made me cry in this episode because of uh, uh, Hadia Pendleton. The gun control debate is a complex issue and there can be no and there can be solutions to it, but it has to be nationwide and it Mm -hmm. won't be from one day to the next. Mm -mm. Uh, Any state that has a gun ban or great gun regulations has a gun problem because the state next to it does not have any gun regulations. I've been saying the U.S. needs to have better gun regulations. For years, ever since I became an officer, but it can't be from state to state. If you look at Mexico, they have a nationwide gun ban, but they have so much gun violence because most of the guns found in Mexico can be traced back to the U.S. That's true. We have a special unit that targets guns and money traveling south into Mexico, so it is a real problem. Arizona has some of the most lax gun laws in the whole country. It is scary. 
when you say there is no hope i can see where you're coming from but i have to believe there is change has to start with millions of people that don't own guns and all the violence of uh victims of violence to spread the word one person on twitter basically told me 20 dead kids equals shit happens and is the price we pay for our right to own guns fuck that guy wow that's crazy but that, but honestly, I think that's how a lot of people feel. They just don't, don't say it say in it. the open because they know how douchey it sounds. Right. They don't want to sound but bad. That. But deep down, if you could examine a lot of the minds of people that own guns, that's the attitude. I really think they would be like, yo, man, fuck those kids. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I want my gun more than I care about those random kids dying. Yep. Ain't shit I could have done about that anyway. I just want my gun. And, you know, th- and that's kind of the issue at hand is like when everyone's just thinking about themselves, I don't think it's possible to see any change because everyone's just like, not my gun. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody will get the criminals guns. Like, well, we need to get everybody's guns. Got to start with the, the people that will follow the law. No, fuck that. You know, so it's, it's not I don't think we'll ever have headway on this. Um these people are the loudest and overshadow the voices of the victims and that has to stop there for there to be any progress things have to change and like i said it has to be nationwide anyway i'm rambling i would just like to say that there is hope but i have to admit the outlook is bleak yeah i just don't think there's any hope honestly i do uh I, yeah well I, i'll tell you what we'll talk about when we do the poll then okay archangel says this was an especially hard show to listen to i've often struggled with feelings of guilt for not being more sympathetic when white children who have been killed are featured more prominently in the news than black children i feel empathy i feel empathy for anyone who has lost a loved one yes. however it's hard to say that way uh it's hard to stay that way when the newspapers have a front page spread and endless news stations cover the tragedy of lost white lives and the other minorities are a footnote in the middle of the paper somewhere black males are especially painted in the, with the same brush the first question about any bl- deaths of black male teenagers in toronto are whether they were had a gang affiliation yep did they sell drugs are and were they troublemakers at school or in their communities mm-hmm. yeah we saw that with trayvon yeah they won't dig in your background they won't yeah. dig in your history they won't dig everything up about you when you're black but for some reason in our country, when you're white, you're just automatically assumed to be clean until they find something. But they're not going to, like, dig and comb over it. It's like almost got to come to the surface before it's even presented. Yeah, and they also want to find a way to not feel like these people are human beings that you have to care about. That's right. So it's like as soon as you find the one thing that, you know, it's like, oh, he his Facebook page says he liked Tupac. Or he got suspended from school for smoking weed. Okay, well, shit, then we don't have to care about this guy dying. You know, it's yeah. like, well, he was murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was smoking weed. So, I mean, you know, he smoked weed one time and got caught. So I don't care. Um, none of these questions are are even are ever asked about white teens who have been killed it's like it is a test to see whether we can feel sorry that they've gone that they're gone or be glad that they're not here anymore most of the deaths of black people in toronto go unsolved i'm sure it's like that in most cities authorities often blame it on the witnesses not being cooperative with the police and the murders continue because the black community shelters these people sometimes not on purpose but because they are either afraid for themselves and their families um yeah i think also there's a there's an idea that the black community is sheltering criminals um and i don't think it's really true no i think what it is is that and whether it's justifiable or not uh, and, and, and i don't think it's productive but black community is 
afraid of cops yes they are like just historically it's a wound to get over and just someone saying well get over it is not really what's going to solve no, that. It, it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. And a lot of times to solve uh, things from the past, you got to actually talk about them and discuss it and talk about the racial implications and why they happened. And when you you go back in history where cops would come in the hoods and they just whoop people and beat people and arrest people, warranted or unwarranted, and, and, and just shoot people you know, that, that haven't even committed crimes and arrest people that haven't committed crimes in the community. People are like, well, fuck y'all because y'all come in here and beating people up. Why should I trust you? Because you haven't shown me that you trust my, my community enough to come in here like we're civilized and talk to the community. You come guns are blazing, billy sticks are blazing, tasers are blazing, whipping up everybody ass, locking everybody up. But then when shit happened and y'all roll over here, you expect me to come and cooperate with you and that's not happening. And I also, the thing is that, too, why would I come out, A, because I have a fear of the cops, and then I live in a, I live in a community where if I talk, I'm, I am dead, and the police have not showed the black community that we will literally protect you if you come out and talk against violence and against crime, you can do it, but odds are you have to move out of the community. It's, it's, it's not as cut and dry as people may seem. And, you know, a lot of people think it's like the TV show where they want to put you in a witness protection agency and change your name and change social security code and all that shit. But guess what? You got to be somebody and you got to have some real important information ab- about certain cases to even be considered for that shit. The average person is not going to be in a witness protection thing, especially if you're black in the union in the hood and, and it's about drugs and violence and shit that I, honestly a lot of the uh, America doesn't give a fuck about so you're not going to go in this so you speaking up and somebody finds out next thing you know you're dead they're threatening you they're threatening your family and all this other bullshit people are like I, I prefer not to go through this it's like you, you have two fronts coming at somebody but then you be like well y'all trying to shelter them no they don't want violence there either and then what makes me upset people go well just move why should I have to just move nobody tells you to just move yeah I well, here's the thing. I, I I think the other side of this is there's the police who uh they're trying to you know they there some some officers and some um districts they don't do enough to outreach to the community, but even when they do, there does have to be something within the black community that reaches back. Yes, because at some point that has to be bridged on both parts if we want to solve this problem this isn't a one part problem like no it's not it's it's like you can't get help from somebody you're fighting and you can't fight somebody you're trying to help you know uh so it's like both parties don't have the trust of each other and i don't know how you solve that you know but i just know that it's not like people just have this idea of black people sheltering themselves sheltering criminals but i don't think it could be any further from the truth it's just like uh, black people are sheltering themselves from the police because they just don't trust them. And then, and the end result looks like, well, y'all want these criminals here. It's like, no, I don't want these criminals here, but I also don't want you busting in my house thinking I'm a criminal because I look like this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm shutting down my door. And, 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 and that's why a lot of the most effective campaigns to slow down and stop crime and, and a lot of, uh, communities of, for minorities are often these these programs where cops just have to walk their blocks they mm-hmm. have to reach out they have to learn the people on the street yep and eventually it breaks down walls and you see crime come down in a lot of cities mm-hmm. because of that and that's to me that's a tactic that works is 
building trust you know mm-hmm. and and they've had a lot of uh cops that have had programs that getting slut cut and sliced and mm-hmm. and, and and funds taken from it where they have cut- because that type of policing also takes time true and it takes money and nobody wants to talk about that nobody wants to say it's going to cost more money to hire spanish-speaking cops Cop, yes it's going to cost it's going to cost more money to say hey get out of your patrol car walk down the block and meet some people it's and, not and get to writing tickets is not uh you know getting a guy for rolling at a through a stoplight uh so which immediately makes money for the city uh in everybody's pockets is it's not gonna make us any money walking down the street and and seeing a guy drinking a 40 on the corner and not taking him to jail or writing him a citation um but having a talk with him the first time you see him is not making anybody any money so you know it's like no get back in your patrol car find some speeders and uh do that shit because you know it's basically just writing checks to to the city um of course he also says uh archangel also says not everyone has the means to get up and leave the communities or they don't like or trust people because of previous altercations with them it's a double-edged sword really for black communities thank you for covering this topic it helped me come to terms with a few other feelings i had yeah no doubt man thank you sweetie like i said man it's, it's it's obvious uh people don't really care or they feel so bad about this shit that they can't talk about it um like because the poll like i said the poll before this guy was 70 something votes Mm -hmm. the poll for this show is is there any way to save the inner city youth of chicago yes or no yes got 61 percent no got 39 percent 23 votes Mm -hmm. nobody wants to talk about this Mm -hmm. because it's sad and i think the overwhelming fact that the fact that a lot of people didn't even vote is the point I'm making. It's, it's hopeless. They, there were people that wanted to vote that, but there's no comment you can say. There's no reasoning. There's no logic. You know, even the, the guy who wrote us earlier and said, well, I have hope and it's like, but why? I guess my question, like, why do you have hope? What is it that you see that can change in a place where 20 some people getting killed every weekend? I just don't. I don't know what you see. You know what I mean? And I don't know what what is the hope and what is the plan that that people should be enacting that will solve this issue cuz I, I don't think it's possible. I think it's it, that's what happens when you lose hope and it's beyond saving. That's what I think has happened. Uh Sterling says I'm saying yes because I don't want to be that cynical to think those kids can't be saved, but I don't have a clue how to change how that change could start. Right. I think people voted yes in this poll for for the large part since we have such a lack of comments i think they just voted yes to feel better about themselves and to feel better about the world like yes i have hope why i just do like you don't (laughs) you because you don't want to say no it's hopeless i can't think of any single way that this can be fixed uh so karen you were saying you had hope what what is your way to fix this what what gives you hope about chicago and saving those kids there and i guess I guess for me personally, more of what Sterling was saying, it's one of those things where I think that when it comes, I I do agree with you when you were talking about how a lot of these people in these communities don't have hope. I completely agree with you. And the thing about hope is that you have to give people hope. And, And when you say the thing about hope, hope don't make nobody no money. And like you were talk, we were talking about before about the cops and things like that. Like these programs 
really help and they literally give people hope but the thing about hope hope takes time hope is not anything that's this instant hope is not anything that's um you see immediately hope is not tangible hope but but hope what hope does hope changes attitudes hope begin to make people believe that there can be a change and i guess my thing is that even though people say that situations are hopeless um Sometimes I think it takes people standing up and saying that I refuse to let this community die. And I know that there are people out there. They're far and few in these communities that are saying this. But it's it's one of those things where, like, some of the people commented before about, about like, that officer was saying uh, that we read a com- uh, uh, the comments on. It has to be a nationwide change, um, which I think that is possible but it's 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 like it's almost going to take it's sad, but it's going to take something even more traumatic than Sandy Hook before people really start being on one page. It's almost like in order for our country to be on one page, you got to have 9-11 again. Because for some reason, when something so tragic that color of skin does not matter or who affected, all of a sudden, I am an American. I am an American. 2K American. Everybody wants to get on this same page. Um And... Is almost like tragedy has had, is forces people to make a change. And it's almost like these small tragedies don't catch my attention. The most of the country's attention, cause those small tragedies, I don't want anybody, regardless of color of skin, creed, religion, to lose a child. Regardless if, if, if you adopted them or whatever the case may be. You don't want, I don't want to see mothers crying, fathers crying, families broken up because they, they lost a child. But at the same time, it's like, the children in Chicago are considered pennies when it comes to deaths because uh, it's a constant thing. So people are automatically tossing it in the piggy bank because they feel like it don't matter. Cha-ching, it don't matter. But all of a sudden you get something massive. All of a sudden those pennies become dollars and all this stuff. And people begin to see when, you know, the children are the future. All children are the future. Well, what could be more massive than 500 people dying in a year? What is a nuclear bomb got to go off in Chicago? Isn't it's hopeless? It's not nothing's going to change. Even the stuff you said is not that. That's not a plan of anything. Like we need unifying uh, American gun laws. It's never going to happen. You're not because America's not unified. The, the America is as dysfunctional as Congress looks to be. True, like it's not true. like there's no specific incident. And if you look at stuff like Sandy Hook. The laws and stuff that they're trying to enact is to save Sandy Hook, not Chicago. You know what I mean? Like they is well, we need to keep these AR-14s out of these fucking kids' hands or AR-15s, whatever. We need to get we need to get cut down on the clips of a gun to stop someone from shooting little white kids is what they're saying. That's the un, that's the part of the sentence that never gets finished. That is implied is uh, to keep them from killing these white kids and these spree shootings. It, they don't give a fuck about Chicago. That's, it's not gonna happen. Uh, like it, like it, like it. Honestly, y- y- like you, Sterling, the people who voted in the poll, y'all have hope in the face of hopelessness. It is, but you have no reason for hope. There's no incentive for hope. There's nothing that has happened where you can go. This is why I have hope for this. Like it's, you just don't want to be a bad person and say, I don't think, it, I don't think this situation has any hope, and I think it's. Uh, these people are lost and and already dead like that's what i think is why people say well i have hope it's like 
but have you really thought about why you have hope? I guess is my, you know, is is the which which I completely understand. But I, and I guess it's just me and just my philosophy and how I feel. I mean, because the thing about the the the, the thing about, and I guess the thing about hope and hopelessness this is the, a lot of this attitude is the same attitude that people had about slavery a lot of this attitude is the same thing people had attitude about uh, L, uh, uh lgbt community you know and, and my thing is that yes things look hopeless but I, I i i think that there is still something deep down in people that if something happens it can cause the situation to change and the thing but what right see, i don't know like, what it is right. I can't that's put what, my I, finger that's what on i'm it. saying everyone and, and, keeps and, and, going and, and i don't and my thing is that just because i don't know what it is and i can't put a finger on it doesn't mean it don't exist i don't know if that makes sense what i'm saying it's, yeah it's like, that is exactly what it means scientifically it does not exist and you don't know what it is you just have hope regardless well then i guess i do then but, yeah, but, at, the same, but at the same time like, like i said this same attitude the same attitude people had about slavery so we got well, over slavery and people people got free so i mean it's it's it's, it's, it's like but it's, it's your listen it's your judgment of yourself and value and and your valuation of having of having hope or not having hope that is making the conversation difficult for you. Like I'm not applying a judgment to the fact that you have hope or don't have hope. But I know people are judging themselves if they were, were to say, well, this is hopeless. Like I feel yeah, like I'm, this I'm, is hopeless. Oh, I'm a bad person or I should have hope anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh yeah, it, it I think it's hopeless. And um, I don't know what can be done and I would seek some, I would have to see what the thing is. If I was a slave, I'd have to see what the thing is to give me hope. I don't think it's like if, if there were, uh, all these people that died in slavery and in bondage, I wouldn't be like, and they gave up hope. See, that's the problem. I'd be like, no, nah, I understand. Shit looked hopeless. Like that's what I'm saying. Shit looks hopeless. Something got to happen before I start going, oh, yeah, okay, I see a way out of this for Chicago. I don't see a way out of it. And I don't see anybody seeming to give a damn or the people that do give a damn. I don't see what they could possibly do. And and, and I guess we have to agree to disagree because, like I said, I I don't feel like that. Like, and and I just, I just agree. But we're not, we're not. I just disagree with you. Because We're not even disagreeing. I'm telling you. I'm I'm saying you. I can't take your hope from you, and you can't give me hope. You know what I'm saying? There's no nothing to disagree on. It's not like I need everybody to feel hopeless like me. I it's it's just a matter of this is the way I see things. And there's a lot of people who are optimistic, so they have hope. Period. But they yeah, don't actually, you know, you know but they don't actually have to have a reason. It's like having faith. You don't have to have a reason. You just do. And that, you know what I mean? So you don't want to be the kind of person that doesn't have hope. No, I don't. Right. And that to me, that is the key. That's what's at hand here is that people are saying they have hope because they don't want to be a person that doesn't have it. That's all. Yes. That is so I don't even, it's not to agree or disagree. It's not like, there's no debate about it you either have hope or you don't it's you know it's a it's a a one and zero binary thing you either have this thing or you don't have this thing we could talk about why but the the why of it is karen and i we're seeing the same shit you just decide that you're gonna have hope and i decide fuck it this is hopeless true like like i said i'm the type of i'm it's just me and my personality and i and i try to be optimistic in every situation regardless 
of how it looks or how bleak it looks you know and i guess in my mind eventually it has got to be better it can't always be like this and it's sad but the thing about change is that people have to die during the course of change people have to be sacrificed and people have to lose loved ones in order for things to be enacted and that's the that that's the sad part about 501 it. years seems like a lot it is seems it like is. a lot of death and I know it doesn't make any sense and I know that things should be done. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be, but it's one of those things where it's like, when is the bleeding going to stop? It's one of those things like, when, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like I said, it's just, it's just like, I, it, this, it doesn't make you, uh, it doesn't make either one of us wrong or right. You, and I think, and I think you represent a lot of people, by the way. I think a lot of people, agree with where you're coming from and like yeah i have hope and then it's just that matter of well why do you have hope uh, because the, the world should work out good and things can happen and we've been in hopeless situations before and things worked out it's like okay it worked out for some of those people that's true you know it worked out you know slavery worked out for everybody that's not a slave now did not work out for many many people that died in the course of it you know what i'm saying true. so it's like you know when it comes to hope it's, it's just such a, a thing where uh you either have it or you don't but uh not always like for me to get hopeful i have to see things like i'm the kind of person where it's like uh well we went in here and we had uh you know we we we, we actually lowered the crime rate by using this new technique where the police come in and get and, and they sit down and have a weekly meeting with the community i and then i was like oh and then crime started going down yeah now I have hope. Even a slim, slight sliver. But in Chicago, it's like, yeah, we ban guns. And then, like I said, let's say that they do take the tactics that it would take to get these kids to stop killing each other. It would still take a long time. Not even that. It's a fucking police state right now. If you want to immediately go get people to stop killing each other, you pretty much have to lock up most of the youth of Chicago true that that are poor you pretty much have to go into neighborhoods systematically locking these motherfuckers up whether they did a crime or not which results in a lot of prison uh a lot of people being inducted into the prison system which in general is also hopeless to me like that's not you know that's that's not much better yeah but wow and see and, and i guess for me it's like why why would you want to do that it's like is it well that's the thing though what what are you gonna st- Okay, Karen, tonight, uh, people just start killing everybody on our block. Uh, you go to your car, p- fucking bullets are flying. What are you thinking? Uh, don't lock them up. Like, like, it's, what are the solutions? Like, yeah, and, and, I'm gonna and, talk to them. Hey, man, can you put the gun down for a second? Like, the, the realistic solutions that we have are pretty much a police state, put these motherfuckers in prison or keep yeah, letting them yeah, kill. If, Cause if, we already banned guns. If, if you really want to, want to shut it down to that point. And I guess my thing is that, and then it goes, and it's very frustrating because it goes back to the profile and with all y'all look alike. So lock all yeah, y'all yeah. up and, and mm-hmm. I, now, now I'm not going for that. If, you know, yeah, right. lock the people that shot the gun, but don't, don't, don't lock the person that didn't do shit. I'm, well, I'm talking about reality and I think you're kind of talking about, uh, an idealistic situation. I don't think, I think that's why I'm saying you can't solve it because we're not going to let police profile and we don't want them to. No, because I know I would be profiled. Right, right, right. We don't want them to, and we don't want to, and it's not going to happen. So the other, the other solution is pretty much let these people kill each other, and just hope you don't get kept hot by a spray. Stray. That's pretty much it. 
those are what those are the solutions on the on the on the on the on the bar on the board right now you can either uh get profiled and 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 possibly end up locked up or harassed yourself or you can end up being uh let let, it's a fucking wild wild west out here because we're not gonna come in the community and start doing anything but police don't have time to go in there and learn everybody's name and handshake and school records they're just not going to do it because that's just there's not that much time or resources for them to do both so they're going to go in so they're so they're probably just going to stay out by the way because it's also a political win to let them keep killing each other yeah and it's it's sad it's almost like the whole thing is wrapped around money and because it's wrapped around money people it's almost sad it's, it's like black lives have been an investment we invest in the schools to to yeah. see if you're going to jail we invest in the- it's not even just money it's also voting true true like we, we don't keep you know to vote certain ways these kids killing each other ain't voting like yeah it's, you know yeah. you have no voting power nobody gives a fuck about you and no one's going to care about you and they've monetized every stage of your existence from the cradle to the grave so at this point why would they give a fuck so anyway that's why it's helpless to me but like i said i feel like people gotta have hope and yeah and i do i still do yeah, and I, I I'm not trying to take anyone's hope away from them. Just expressing my point of view on it, um, and that's why I said it's not a debate or a disagreement, because I'm. It's not about convincing someone to come to my side. It's fucked up. I don't. I, I hope everybody keeps having hope and finds a way around it. But I do too. I don't want to have hope in in with nothing, no evidence to be hoping for. So, show. I hope the people that have hope. Give me some reason to have it myself by going out and doing something where I go, oh, okay, yeah, this is why, you know, I can be hopeful about this thing now, you know? I I really do hope that happens. All right, man, we got voicemails. Let me play them. I don't know if I'll play these longer ones. Chill, you left a six-minute one. J-Rod left a five-minute one. I can't lie. I don't know if I'm playing those shits. We'll see. First voicemail. Uh, Why isn't it giving me sound? I say first voicemail, damn it. And Pamela has failed me. Uh Uh-oh. Do we we need to shut it down? Yeah, I just need to close Skype and Pamela real quick and um, get back to it. Uh, Let me play some music for y'all while I... uh, (sighs) Son of a bitch. While I I try to reset everything. Um, Okay. um, Here you go. Um... In the day, aware of mad nights. They cutting off your circulation, but they looking right. They showing off your prints, they showing off your butts. And I can't even lie. The hell is this? They make me want to. Ooh. Oh, Lord. Rock them leggings, girl. You put it on the heavy girl. I like that. Most girls get confused when we talk about prints because they don't know what we saying. I'm a fiend for the print. I can see through jeans. No perp girl. I'm just saying, saying, praying. You walk outside and them tights that show that print. Oh, Lord. If I wave your lips, might just wave back and wink. Wink. 
Oh Lord! Drink that pineapple, drink that make that stink. Say sweet though, that sweet low. Make a sweet bro check that canto. I can't though, get mad though. Cause that print make a mad brother glad though. I Oh, we're a mad make a mad brother glad. circulation, but they looking right. They showing off your prints, they showing off your butts, and I can't even lie. They make me want to rock the leggings, girls. Now I ain't gonna lie, I like this because I like some leggings now. I like to wear the mugs. They're so comfortable. A big ass shirt, yes sir. Yeah, they is tight, son. I agree with you there. Hey, girl, what's your name? Don't him. Them leggings make your butt look insane. Don't mind him. What? He's a purr. You got a street body all on curves. Shut up, Chaz. You always bother me. That triangle print look like geometry. Not geometry. Hmm? Oh, Lord. Everybody know you're like Fresh Prince, ain't they? Your boot is the truth. No, that he's a lie. He a lie. Parents just don't understand. No, you gon' die. And I'm gon' fly. Slap on the booty when she walk by. <laughs> Alright, let me see if this works now. What the hell? <laughs> see. Uh, that voicemail's still not playing. What about the next one? Nope. Ha! Huh, great. This is awesome. Let me see if it'll play actually in Skype. Um, oh, like straight out? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I don't know what's the deal right now. Why it's not playing. Um... Oh, you know what? I remember it did. Remember when I got hacked on my Skype and uh, they had to reset everything? Oh, shit. Yeah, that might be I hope some they, of those. Hopefully we didn't lose those voicemails. Let me see. Yeah, none of these are playing. Hey, Roddy. Oh, J-Rod is playing. So maybe after they reset it, we pretty much lost all those voicemails. Oh, we did my. Because they had to suspend my account to reset it. So. Oh, we did. It might be one of the things where. Let me see if it'll play you through Skype. Reset. Um. Like shut the whole damn thing down. No, no, it's not. It's not that. Oh, it's not that. Okay. No, these voicemails are either gone off of Skype or they're gone live podcasting. Y'all. Either gone off of Skype or something like that. Let me see. Um. If I can find. Uh, Find like the original ones, yeah. Yeah, I'll see. That's not it. See, one twenty-six, Saturday twenty-fifth. Did we already do that show? Oh no, twelve twenty-nine. See if we got a call from anybody at that time. Maybe. No, I think that was Owen's voicemail. I think we played this one. Let me see. Yeah, um, those voicemails are gone. So, yeah. I played the one that we could, do have. I so, think. we can't play none of those? No. When they reset my account because it got hacked, somebody was in Portugal making text messages, costing me $30. Yeah. I got my money back, but it looks like when they reset everything, I lost my voicemails for that period of time. So, no chill. Oh, what's up, y'all? Um, I've been listening for a little while. Uh, ever since, I think you were on... Upper Discussion Podcast, and I've been listening to it for a long time. And, you know, y'all seem funny, so I figured I'd check out the show. And, um, getting ready for school this morning, and uh, every morning I watch Sports Center, and I happened to see, uh, Toya Sopa, so whatever, has just apparently 
um, had an interview with Dr. Phil and talked about the relationship and how during the entire relationship, the guy actually, he was the one making the voice for Lene Kakua. So Manti Teo was talking to a dude the entire time, even though he originally thought it was a woman, he was talking to a guy the entire time. And it was a romantic relationship, and it was basically the guy, like, gave full details on it, saying that it was a, a very romantic relationship, and it was mutual, but the only thing was that he didn't know, that he somehow could not tell that it was a guy imitating a girl's voice that was gay and confused. <coughs> and I just thought that was funny. I just thought it was hilarious that, like, Everybody thought that Manti Taylor was gay, and I still do now, and it's only amplified now, because you could not tell that a guy was imitating a woman's voice. If I hear a gay guy yell from across the mall, I can tell it's a gay dude and not a girl. But I just thought it was funny. You know, and I've been, I've been a fan of the show ever since um, ever since the uh, Upper Discussion podcast. I listened to a few before then. But... I just wanted to say that I just thought that was funny, and hopefully when I hear this, uh, when I hear this show, it'll be just as funny. So I'm taking it easy, y'all. Uh, yeah, man. Um, here's the thing, though. I heard the audio clip they played of from the voicemails. That sounded like a chick to me. So I don't know, but yeah, Tuiasa Sopo doesn't sound like a uh, like a, a chick, and I can't believe Doctor Phil didn't make him do the voice. By the way. I mean, that's a fail. As an interviewer, you got to be like, well, give us some of that voice. You got to at least ask, uh, because I don't think he could sound like a chick. I think what really happened is that uh, his cousin left that voicemail because he had a female cousin that was involved in this prank, too. I think she was the one who left. Actually, the who did a lot of the talking, uh, but maybe some of it was uh, with Tui Yasasopo. But anyway, I think they both gay, and this is all a cover-up. Um and man, I, I really hate that we lost those voicemails, people. But um, that's the other one we can play. The uh, other, the only other one we have is that five minute voicemail from Gerard. Do you want to play that? That's completely up to you. Yeah, that means no. Sorry, Gerard. <laughs> can't can't sold you out, bro. I mean, it was completely up to uh-huh, you. Uh huh. Nah, she trying not to be the bad guy. The truth is, she don't want to play it either. Um, all right, <laughs> let's go to. <laughs> I'll leave it up to the chat. Do y'all want to hear Gerard's voicemail uh, in the chat? Yay or nay, man? I yeah. will take a vote. I'll take a vote. Yeah. Canuck, dude, no. Yeah, nay. Nah, not a no, nigga. Sorry, Gerard. Nobody want to hear that shit. Uh, not even for the, the the it's raining men song. So um, I'll tell you what. We're about to read emails. Though. I open up the phone line seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six seven zero four five five seven. Hopefully zero. we'll get those messages back. Maybe we reset the computer or some shit. I hope. No, so. if not, they gone. They are gone. The Skype deleted them off their server. They are gone. Skype was like, we freezing every damn thing. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, they just basically erased all my history and started over. Um. Yeah, seven oh four uh five now nah, I'm forgetting the number. <laughs> Thanks, Seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six one eight six. All right. All right, we had some uh emails. Let me uh let me get to them. Um let's see, uh looks like what is up with the uh I don't know, the sorting on these. That's nothing to write today, come nah, on. No, I just for some reason this one we got last, but it showed up in the queue first. All right. <clears throat> 
hey rod and karen is from terry uh aka special ops underscore uh by hey rod and karen by the way you mentioned my name being unisex last time lol true i'm a guy all right terry we got you dude thank you you did it again episode 416 is a reminder why i love your podcast so much when i was start when i first started looking for comedy podcasts the ones i sample had goofy corny humor with little substance besides that you provide the full spectrum from the utterly the utter country ratchetness <laughs> i.e karen <laughs> to informed intelligent discussion on political and current event topics that's that's all me that's all yeah. oh I, I'm, I'm all the ratchets is you all the intelligence <laughs> and he left out racism so i'm i'm giving you that too um <laughs> it makes me so angry that now america wants to focus on cities like chicago citing the murder statistics as if this is something new now they care yeah that's the other thing about this tangentially that's uh, disturbing chicago's only being brought up because it's a gun debate for the record like they don't actually care about Chicago. No one has, no one has suggested anything that would stop violence in Chicago. Everyone has just brought it up as, and this is why we need gun control. It's like, well, they already have guns under control and they still killing each other. The criminals got the guns. Like both sides are just bringing it up as a talking point. Not, yeah. And arguing with each other, not really trying to solve anything. Yeah. Like you'll never hear the NRA talk about how to end some gun violence. Oh no. Uh, when I first started looking for comedy, com- po- oh wait, it makes me so angry now that they want to talk, say like Chicago cited the murder statistics as if, as if this is something new. Now they care. Word. Could it be a coincidence that America finally woke up and realized the issues at the same time as the gun control propaganda came to fruition? Of course not. Like you said, no one gave a fuck about black people being killed until it served their agenda. Black people have been killing each other with guns for a long time, and now that's part of what's being used as a driving force for gun control. And you know what? If they succeed they'll go right back to not reporting it not giving a fuck about black people being murdered it'll be little white Susie is missing etc your joke about innocent almost to make it kids being uh, almost to make it kids being shot but uh oh yeah you say you joke about that but i agree it really is the truth it breaks my heart that a young promising girl had to die because of ignorance i'm up to episode 155 now the right reasons to hate tyler perry you nailed it i can't stand his coonery either <laughs> <laughs> for the record i have never said uh tyler perry is uh, that his cooning is why i don't like him i just want people to know that on record it, i have no problem with his cooning as much as i just don't think his films are good like he's not good at acting um and i don't find him very funny so and the filming and shit like that is is pretty bad quality um and also that's no i just and the thing is once i realized that i've never seen the tyler perry film again i don't i'm not one of those people that's like i'm black i gotta see it so i can shit on it and talk and big up everybody by dissing tyler perry no i just don't watch his movies that's all um the thing that pisses me off the most about his interview is him having the audacity to compare his films to seinfeld and the Sopranos, saying we shouldn't criticize what yeah that yeah yeah that's the thing too i will say about tyler perry and and his fans sometimes they go a little too overboard with the you can't criticize him at all black people getting jobs or the people nobody criticized sopranos like no that's not true yeah they protested sopranos heavy too yeah like come on what as if those sitcoms are even remotely on the same level as the trash he produces and feeds to his cult fans okay i'm done this email's getting too long i could go on and on about tyler the coon uh keep doing what you do terry aka special ops for the record i don't 
I'm not calling Tyler Perry a coon. That was Terry. <laughs> uh, Shana or Shanna, uh, or, and I guess, uh, and here it goes by Alexandra. Okay. Dear Rod and Care, admittedly, I started listening to the show thanks to the See You Next Tuesday Blacking It Up controversy. <laughs> what an introduction. On the, uh, on the one hand, I thought to myself, damn, this is fucked up. On the other hand, I thought Rod and Care and a Ratchet are pretty fucking hilarious. So I listened to another episode and another and another. I had a sister and a brother. I was had a man like on the cover. I haven't missed one since. I have to thank you both for keeping me laughing while I took my prelims prelims for my PhD program. Oh shit! Now educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, seriously, I would not have made it through seven days of writing without it. And then this happened. Rod said Harriet Tubman is the Phil Jackson of slavery, and that is the funniest shit I have ever heard. I had to write. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even remember saying that. I, some of the shit. I see quotes on Twitter. I'm just like, I don't even remember saying this. That is, nope. I'll laugh at it like it's the first time I heard it. Yep. <laughs> like, oh shit, that's good. I, I said did. that. Oh shit. Oh, I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I make me laugh. I would make me laugh. I knew why you yeah. listened. You know, and sometimes when I go back and uh, listen to the show. Uh, cause a lot of times when we record y'all, we're back and forth bouncing off each other. Sometimes we don't catch everything because we're talking yeah. to each other. But man, I go back and listen. I was like, shit, that shit was funny. I said, mm-hmm. and I laugh like you said, like I heard it for the first time. So you have a fan in me. Now let me cut this email short so I can go to Adam and Eve and make some things happen with this discount code. Rod, keep doing what you're doing and to care from one black woman to another. Thanks for keeping it all the way real. Best Alexandra. Well, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. And, uh, also, you know, don't, um, you know, we, we use the code too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I went on there, took care of some things. You know what I'm saying? You know hey, how we do. I got me a toy. That's right. That's right. Karen took a picture. I was about to send it out to the world. I was like, what are you doing? Put that on the internet. And you know That's what? Our sex toy. My silly self. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was a massager. Yeah. Okay. You'll see. <laughs> I will show you how to say a word. I'm, I'm it room, room. Uh, this is from the official cheese eater. Everybody remember Rachel. She said, I've missed y'all so much. Hey, Rod and Karen, listen to episode 405, Grow Some Balls. I haven't listened in a long ass time and I really missed you. You had, had, uh, had some life issues, no internet, no ability to download the shows, etc. So anyway, I had no idea about Karen's accident. Glad to hear everything turned out good. I figured out that I can download the episodes on my phone directly from my email notifications, which is awesome. Yeah, I added something to each post now where there's a download where you can just click it right in the emails and stuff. Because some people prefer to download. Yeah, yeah, right from Podomatic instead of iTunes or Stitcher. So uh, actually, you know what? Shout out to Keith Malley from Keith and the Girl. Girl. He was the one who uh, I wasn't even thinking about about that that. shit. Mm -mm. And he brought it up on his show. And I was like, oh, that that is a great, excellent point. I did. That apparently I had not thought of. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You might. I don't know if you can add an RSS feed to each one, too. Uh, that's not how it works. Oh, but, uh, that's something completely We different. have an RSS feed on our site under oh. the blackouttips.com slash about. Oh, also, when you subscribe, yeah, when you subscribe to the email, that is, uh, that gives you an update of everything on the site too. Um, oh, so you see, see, that's why I don't, I don't do technology shit, see? 
uh anyway which is awesome and so i have been downloading and i found out that it takes up um yeah it uses up data i don't know just just know i don't have an unlimited data service anymore and i've heard a little feedback about from my man about my data usage gabby sign anywho i'm back but i've missed so many shows haven't listened since july Hope I'm still the official cheese eater. Well, nobody took your spot. Yes, nobody, you are, sweetie. Nobody bought anything from the store more expensive, so you still are. Look at me babbling. Wanted to send you a quick note to say, hey, glad to hear your voices again. Oh, I moved from San Diego to Omaha, Nebraska. Wow, that's that a change. Is, yeah. Uh, it's quite a culture shock, to say the least. Shout out to Chill. Okay, back to listening to the show. Love y'all. Miss y'all. Rachel, a.k.a. at Get Off My Planet on Twitter, the official cheese eater of the Blackout Tips. Thank you. Uh, this one is from uh, Dr. Abrasive, um, Tony, and it says, uh, Confessions. Uh-oh. What up, Rod and Karen? I was listening to a random feedback show and realized a few things. I have made the mistake of typing Rob and not Rod. <laughs> My bad on that one. I think I think Roger done got used to that. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I've never misunderstood a single thing Karen has said unless she was tanking. I suppose I'm, I suppose I'm country as well. And whenever a listener tells us not to listen to the show while doing something, I go out and do that something while listening. I've checked off listening while at work, driving, working out, and watching porn. Eey. Oh, Lord. I don't think anybody's called in and said don't listen while watching porn. But, uh, yeah, don't listen while watching porn, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm really hitting you up to share my own Tittygate story. There was this older lady who came in my store a few weeks ago shopping for some shoes. While uh, she was trying them on, I was given full view of her melons. Man, I was torn between looking and turning away. This 60-something-year-old had some well-maintained tits that looked like they belonged on a 30-year-old. All of that to say, thumbs up to the ladies that take care of the tatas. Hashtag pink ribbons and all. Tony, out. All right, Tony. Good luck with that. And, um... Yeah, uh, you know, it's hard when the titties are just hanging out. Um, yeah, I, yeah if, if they're there, you can't help but look at them, male or female. Someone sent a, uh, <laughs> someone sent us a mandatory blackness assignment, Jago Unchained. <laughs> uh, submitted January 30th, so he's getting it done early. Everybody else, you only got 26 more days. Yep. Background, I'm 53 year old and black. Back in the 60s, I was, back in the 60s, I was usually the only black kid in my class. I personally experienced racism and discrimination. Hey, 53, sweetie? Wow. You rocking with us? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I personally experienced racism and discrimination with seeking a job. It's gotten better, but we still have far to go. Just because we have a black president, don't expect everything to change. There's still work to be done. I know it's so. I saw this movie in a theater, and I was the only black person. The white people in the theater appeared to range from 20 to 50 years old. These these folks laughed when something was funny. Django Unchained is simply... <laughs> It's simply a love story that uses slavery as a backdrop. As a satire, the movie does not always have to be 100% accurate. The director uses multiple subplots to capture the attention of the viewer since the movie is over two hours long. Yes. Black people. Spike Lee needs to learn how to laugh at things that otherwise would not be considered funny. Django was not a step and fetch Negro, but a strong black man who evolved throughout the movie. This man was in love, which is a feeling that many white people did not believe slaves could experience. We saw Django evolve from a docile slave to a confident man who could go toe-to-toe with any man. The use of the word nigger was historically accurate and used within proper context. Mm -hmm. 
haters need to take a chill pill. The word was not used too many times. Django Unchained cannot solve racism. It can give us a conversation starter to possibly dialogue with others. No one movie can solve any problem. Okay, Karen, this is just too much. I'll, yeah. You yeah, passed. You passed. You passed because. Yeah, your black card will be sent in the mail. Yeah, because I could not finish this. Uh, you have to talk about it to a point where I do not want to read this shit. And, uh, you've passed the assignment with that. I'm not reading any more of this shit. Uh, congratulations. Uh, uh. Yeah, you, your, your blackness is, you're, you're still black. Yeah, Jay Allen, you, you won. You, you got, you got your blackness. Uh, mm-hmm. it'll be renewed for the, for the, for the next year. Yes, we'll uh, do it so. to the next assignment. Glad to hear it, man. James writes in, first time writer. Hey, Rod and Karen, just writing you to let you know I absolutely love the podcast. I found out about your show through one of the other podcasts I listened to, straight out of Low Cash. Shout out to them. Yes. Uh, based in my hometown of St. Louis last month and fell in love with it instantly. You guys have great chemistry and love all the topics being covered every show. You guys keep me laughing while at work and really make time move by fast since I work evenings at my job. I will definitely be keeping, or I will definitely keep listening and keep up the awesome work. James B. P.S. I know every podcast I listen to, including yours, talks about how horrible Florida is based off of the outrageous news stories. But I haven't heard any stories about West Virginia. Well, maybe they don't do as much shit or maybe they're so illiterate they can't put it in paper. Um, I saw this. (laughs) What, Karen? What is those are the only two choices I can think of. I saw this documentary a couple of years back called The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, made by a guy. The they guys, talked about that. I ain't everybody seen it talk, yet. Everyone's recommending that we watch this. I just haven't done it. Okay. Made by the guys who do the show Jackass. It's pretty much white trash at its finest. Have you ever seen this documentary? If so, what are your thoughts? If you haven't, definitely check it out and please review it. Uh, I have not seen it. I don't know if I'm going to see it or not. I, I, I'm going to tell y'all something that, uh, Y'all might not believe, man, but I don't find white people that fascinating. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) really good chance I won't see that one. Oh, Lord. No offense, but just, it's like, look at these ignorant-ass white people. I'm like, "Mm, love and hip-hop Atlanta does it better. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. If I check it out, maybe it's greatness because people have recommended it over and over. So, it must be something good. I might check it out. Happy Endings. Uh, This is from Malcolm. He says... Someone on this show must be, listen to the Black Out Tips. Happy Endings is a TV show. And, and, and I've seen two references to the show so far. One was a Nagasaki bomb. Yeah, I remember. Everybody wrote us about that. I was like, what? <laughs> Maybe they do. The second was the husband character reacting to his wife's college experimentation story the same way Rod reacts to Karen's massage story. <laughs> I'm waiting on the reference to white privilege, which runs rampant on the show. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Malcolm also wrote it. It won. He said, if Keith and the girl were black, how soon would they be busted by the feds for all the drugs they talk about doing? I'm sure Lauren carries enough weed on her for a conviction if she was a nigga. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, they do talk about drugs a lot, but, um, I don't know, man. Uh, that's my, that's my show. I love them. Uh, Peyton says, uh, episode 416. That dismemberment story was crazy. It's funny because pretty much how Dexter got created. His mother got chopped ah! with a chainsaw in front of him. Yeah. That's, that's oh, you know, what I was just about to say too, um, when he's talking about Keith and the girl, I was going to say like, um, I don't know that anything will happen because a lot of black people talk about drugs all the time mm-hmm. in their music and shit. Yes, they do. But then I realized like every last one of them niggas has been arrested. So I was like going down my list like, well, Snoop talks with, hmm. 
Snoop Ben. Okay. Well, you know, Dr. Uh, no, he said, no, nah, nah, he was in fabulous. No, he went to jail that time. Jada kiss. Oh no, he went to jail. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe y'all right, but I don't know if police listen to podcast yet. No, <laughs> they, they slow behind the times. Yeah, I don't know if local police are perusing the local podcast streets. Mm-mm. Chris D, episode 416. Rod and Karen, great show from beginning to end. In particular, I was touched by how sincere your comments were regarding gun violence and how outraged when the victims are people of color is virtually non-existent. Non-existent. Stunning example of what set this show apart from all others. Topics are timely in discussion slash commentaries always on point. Bravo. Mahalo Nui Loa from the black guy in Hawaii who also tips. Well, good for you, buddy. Thank and you, sweetie. Thank you. And he sent us a picture of the beach to make us jealous. Uh, Bill Beatty says, chicks with dicks. <laughs> you Notice know, a topic that always gets Bill to come on out and starts talking. Yep. I just listened to the episode about that catfish show. Here in the Philippines, the lady boys are all over the place. Oh, Lord. You see a lot of older white guys with them, normal-looking dudes, too. Sometimes I wonder if they know or if they are in for a surprise when they get home. Uh, I think a lot of them are probably in for a surprise. Yeah, that's another thing, man. I've seen, like, Cause the... Because they make them look... Because they've got to the point where you can't literally tell the difference with the naked right. eye until you start taking out clothes. Right, right. Uh... One night I was in the club quite drunk. I noticed a hot girl waved at me. I smiled back. The quote unquote girl come up to me and I realized this was no girl. She asked how my night was and I answered, I'm good. I'm doing good, dude. I asked her if she fooled a lot of guys and she answered, oh, yes, sir. I don't know how I don't know, but I'm uh, of the theory that any guy that gets fooled wanted to get fooled. Love the show. I got a new computer and a mic, so if you ever have an indie spot, I'll be good to go. That's what's up. Yeah, we got to get you back on. Yeah, sweetie. I was more worried about your internet connection, but we gonna work something out, Bill. Oh we yeah, get you on the show. We um, got to get you on the show. One of yeah. the most interesting men in the world. Mm-hmm. Steven writes in. Uh, Steve from NYC. Rod, check this out. They are only teaching niggas how to. They are not only teaching niggas how to weld these swords. They're actually giving them their own swords in New York City. I can't have this shit, man. It's hard enough walking down these streets as it is. Help your boy Steve in New York City. It's a living social um, a flyer or something. Uh-oh. Well, they have sword classes for $28 for three classes, and they give you a sword to take home. Wow. You know, the problem with this is, who the fuck wants a $28 sword? <laughs> that shit don't cut nothing but butter. Yeah. Hey, what, what the fuck? You ain't chopping no limbs with no $28 sword. Yeah, I, I'm not a $28 sword. That shit give you a paper cut. Yeah, somebody ah. pull up a butter knife and chop your sword in half because your, your ass is cheap. Yes. Anyway. Ain't got man. no real metal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, man, that was the last email. Um, we appreciate everybody that came out to the chat room today. Uh, tomorrow, do the show before the Super Bowl, do it 10 a.m. Yes, yes, um, y'all. And, uh, thanks guys. Uh, we appreciate it, dog. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. Uh, I know we got a little bit serious about some topics, but we always do. But, uh, everybody that gets it, gets it, man. The contact information is theblackouttips.com slash about. Uh, don't forget to donate, subscribe. Uh, don't forget, you can go to, uh, you know, uh, iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Uh, we appreciate it. Leave comments, vote in the poll, all that stuff. Make sure you guys handle your business. We appreciate everybody that does. Um, I, I, that's about it for now. So um, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.
lost, man. No sense of direction. <laughs>